I've got Tyler, who we all know, and new face to the pods. Not super new to the league, but we've got Royals, Brendan. Brendan, first, thanks for uh, – well, both of you guys, thanks for taking the time on a work night. You guys have, like, real jobs and stuff, and it is a, a work night for you guys. Brendan, on the East Coast, it's already, like, midnight over there, I think. So uh, <laughs> thanks for thanks for taking the time to talk some ABL. Uh, <clears throat> how you guys doing, first and foremost? Brendan, how you doing? I'm um, good. Excited to be here, Alan. It's been a long time coming, like you said, but I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, due to popular demand on the league, you know, vote over there and the pressure coming off the last pod, I, I couldn't turn this one down. I felt like you were going to. I had to, I had to actually tell you <laughs> nobody's holding a metaphorical gun to your head, and then, and then you were finally in because I, I sensed some some resistance, but we we worked through it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I debated back and forth, but after, you know, the Giants kicked the, you know, the Vikings ass the other night, I, I couldn't, I couldn't not show up here and, and chat, chat with my buddy Tyler on the pod. So here I am. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was probably the most vocal in the football thread. I was the one saying, oh, there's no way there's no, it's the Giants. It's Daniel Jones. Come on. You're going to compare him to the great Kirk Cousins. And well, I mean. <clears throat> Thankfully, I'm not a fan of either team. I'll, I'm happy to eat my words, but it wasn't as painful for me as uh, it was for maybe a Minnesotan. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit rough. Just a little bit. Yeah, we we could just bypass that. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's jump into. Of course, we're if, if it's not obvious, if I didn't say already, we've got two guys uh, that are owners of AL Central teams in the ABL heading into year three. Uh, Brendan. When exactly did you come into the Royals? Was it after? Was it off season? <clears throat> yeah, it was off season. It was off season, and even after off season trading opened, I think it was like mid October. Um, so I lost out of the first rush of trades too there at the end, but made the most of it last year. And you were, you were brought in by Dodger Joe, correct? Yeah, yeah. I don't like to you know bring that up after the fact, but he was he was my he was my reference. So. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks a lot. Because uh, I, I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but we, we've we seen already what uh, a legit owner can come in and do with, with some of these dead teams. And it seemed like you really immediately kind of took the Royals and started transforming them into quite a bit different than they looked uh, throughout the course of year one. They weren't a bad team, but the owner – I mean, obviously, he wasn't very active. He, he ended up being gone at the end of the year. But this team looks a hell of a lot different now than it did when you took it over. I don't want to hit the Royals first uh, because I want I want to save I want to save the Royals. We'll probably go in like reverse order and leave the two of you guys for last. <laughs> Tony is asking, "Is it? Are you drinking a White Claw, Brendan?" So I, you know, I, I ran out of bourbon, so I'm drinking. It is a hard seltzer, but it's a, a Corona hard seltzer. I seem to. These are my new favorite, my new go-to. So Corona Seltzer. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Can't say I've heard of it, but 
Tyler, is that also hard seltzer in your water bottle? Uh, no, it is not. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I have. I have pretty much worked four days, four and a half days straight, and so I am running on very low energy right now. So I am just drinking water because I am. If I drank a beer right now, I'd I'd probably fall asleep before the end of the pod. So and still to... showing up to do the pod, man. I, I do got. I do got these though. Some of my favorite uh, candies to keep me awake. That's the point. With the sour skittles. Yeah. It looked like we had like a blurred out product placement when you when you <laughs> held it up. <laughs> we don't have the advertising dollars from Skittles, so we can't show that on the pod, right? Yeah. All right. Without get, further ado, I was, I was trying to get oh, Tyler ahead, started man. up about. I was trying to get Tyler started up about an hour ago, and he's like, "You know, I have something called kids." Yeah. Like, that sounds terrible. Come on. Yeah. Everybody's got these things called kids. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite understand myself, but. <laughs> Uh, let's, um, I want to, I want to do, we'll start with Tyler. What are your, just like, um, I'm sure we, you know, we all did probably about the same amount of give or take research for this thing. So what are your initial thoughts on the central as a whole, before we get into the individual teams and breaking them down? Like, what, what do you think of this, of your division as it sits right now? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we're, Outside of, I think, as, as we all can kind of see with Harry's team, I think outside of Harry, I think everyone has the the capability of being good this year. Um, I think good is kind of relative to each team. But um, I actually thought it was, I guess, honestly, besides my team, I felt like it actually looks somewhat similar to how it looked at what I felt like the beginning of last year, um, with the exception of <clears throat> potentially Brendan being in a, in a better position, I feel like, than, than he certainly was beginning of last year. Um, so I, I think it looks, you know, kind of similar. There's uh, a couple of teams that, that I have that I feel like could be very, very strong. Um, and then just some kind of maybe middle of the pack fighting for the playoffs after that. So, um, my, that would kind of be my assumption in terms of how we would finish, but I know a lot of it obviously depends on the other divisions as well. So that's kind of all, uh, how I feel. I, I, I tend to agree, especially with the hairy, uh, comment like uh, I don't think it would be any surprise you know to him or anybody else to see that the White Sox are probably at least as we do it today projected to finish in the in the bottom half of the division <laughs> try to be nice to him and say bottom yeah. half yeah. but uh yeah I, I kind of echo this it looks like it's like four teams that could just beat the shit out of each other all year and anybody could end up on top and then the White Sox who are set up to you know maybe dominate starting in 25 or 26 for the next several years, but I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. Brendan, what did you think of uh, your first, uh, no, not your first full year. You had a full year last year, but yeah. what do you think now with a year, uh, you know, of ABL under your feet and uh, the rest of the division? Well, I mean, I personally, I'm definitely a whole heck of a lot more excited going into this one than last year. You know, this was my 30, my first 30 team league. So I definitely had a lot of lessons learned. Uh, you know, de depth is key, and that's kind of been my strategy, as you you know, you'll see as you dig into my team right now. Um, but just the overall division, I think it's going to be competitive up and down the board here. You know, I think the White Sox are a bit of an exception, maybe you know, a year or two away. But the the one thing that caught my eye the most, and I don't know where you want to start, was you know, knowing that both Detroit and White Sox kind of blew it up last year. After digging in for the especially the past few hours, doing some prep for this. I was I was really surprised the, the the actual MLB roster that the Tigers have put together right now, 
plus the farm system that they have waiting in the wings. So that was kind of the thing, the thing that probably caught my eye the most that, you know, I'm always, I'm always looking at rosters. I'm, I'm an addict. I'm on this thing every day, but I, I haven't quite really acknowledged what's going on in Detroit. I think that's a good place to start. I, I, um, I was a little surprised actually myself at what I ended up grading the Tigers because, you know, John is a, he's on the discord and stuff. He's, he's one of the more quiet guys, but he's made some sneaky moves and uh, he was one of those teams that had the, when, uh, in year one, we had uh, no in-season cap uh, in year one. Yeah. And he, he was one of the teams that really went for it in that year one and had, I wouldn't say an astronomical salary, but north of uh, 400, I think. I mean, he won and, the AL, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. He went, he went to the, he went, he, what Duke beat him by five points, I think. Something like so, that. Yeah, yeah, it was really the Tigers close. very nearly were were year one champions. And but it doesn't seem that he suffered as much as you might think a team would have for you know going you look at the Mariners, for example, in the last one we did, and maybe that was due to some of the contracts that Seth gave, but he he kind of went that same direction in year one and his team looks quite a bit different now than than the Tigers. But uh Brendan, Tigers lineup. Tigers hitting, we'll say. It doesn't have to be just a lineup, but Tigers hitting. What did you think? What did you uh, grade Tiger hitting? All right. So kind of just let's let's lay the groundwork here, this this scoring. I know we talked a little bit offline, but yeah, so sure. I kind of I kind of took a snapshot of the teams as they exist today, right? So as if the season started tomorrow, you know, giving them a, a grade on on where I think they would be, you know, really relative with the other four teams, because that's what I dug into for the past few hours. Um, I yeah I like their hitting. Um, like I said, I, I I was surprised. There's not a lot of depth right now. Um, so just real quick, just a couple things I did. I think we all know the fan tracks projections are kind of crap, right? But I did I did do a quick sum of who I thought would be the starting, you know, the starting hitters and starting pitchers across the board, um, and the current projections for them. So even though. And I also kind of gave a little credit to teams that had a full squad. You know, you can see right here, he's missing the left fielder right off the bat. Um, so if you could feel the full squad, I kind of had a little bump up there. But I, I thought he, you know, the, the hitting right now is looking looking like a B minus, a C plus B minus to me. That's, that's kind of where I had him. Tyler, I don't uh, wanna, yeah, hmm. I'm going to let you guys go and then I will, I will sure. give mine. I don't want to interject too much. Sure. Yeah, I uh, I actually had him at a B plus. I actually like the hitting a little bit more even. Um, and the reason I said that, um, well, there, there were two reasons. One, I think to Brendan's point, I also favored a little bit more teams that I felt had full or pretty much full rosters. I think that going into the auction, knowing that you have a full team, I think, or at least a full starting roster, I think is a is an added bonus. Um, but then there's just a couple of guys I feel like on his team who you you pretty much know what you're going to get from them for the most part. Um, and so even though, yes, Fantrax projections, you know, are kind of shit sometimes, um, I looked at it and I, you know, I said, would I be surprised if any of the guys in his current starting lineup scored where they did? Uh, no, I really wouldn't be. Some of them, I'm actually, I think they're actually too low. Um, so I actually, yeah, I really liked it for that. And I'm also a huge sucker for position eligibility. Uh, and he has that in spades uh, from multiple guys. So I think that's just such a huge advantage. Um, so I, I think I put him in a B plus for hitting. I think he's in a really good spot. So we're, we're, we're all 
pretty much right there. I gave him B, B plus um, for a lot of the same reasons. I'm a big Morel fan. I He's like a, a tweak or two away from being, I don't want to say a superstar, but like a star. And he's got him for $1, second, third, short, center fields. Going to get probably everyday ABs in that Cub lineup. Um, really the only – the only notable hole right now is left field and you know the rest of it looks he, he did not that it matters but he did just lose uh lewis brinson to a japanese team but i, I don't think that's gonna sting john too much he uh, i don't like how do you get into the fact that he might have to you know yeah we're looking at it as it looks today he is at 205 dollars, and he's got some inflation coming but the team is pretty well rounded out um so is is the left field hole like going to be enough to stop this offense? You know, it's not like it's going to be a, just a zero all year. I, I I like it for a lot of the same reasons. You guys, a lot of positional eligibility, a lot of guys that are going to be you know getting abs. He doesn't have a whole lot of question marks yet, uh, just from the lineup that we're looking at. So yeah, I, I put him firmly in that B B plus range for hitting. I, I was surprised at how good it was. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, maybe the only reason why I kept him at a B minus instead of a B or B plus is I'm just I'm looking at the bench, and I'm not I, I'm not, I don't see much there. And you know, obviously, I can get into the kind of projection part of it post auction, um, and we can talk about that when we talk about how many spots he might have and how much how much money he'll have. Um, yeah, the the multi position eligibility can cover up from some for some injuries or things that may pop up. Um, certainly needs to add a little more depth though. But well, with the money too, right? He like you mentioned, Alan, he's. It's not like he's not going to have any money, but he's he's going to be he's not going to have necessarily a ton to work yeah. with in the options or in the auction. So finding a left fielder who's going to produce, you know, even regular at bats may be tough. And if he goes and really spends, you know, most of his budget on that, where does his bench look? Uh, yeah. his bench look like you know, and, and same point. thing with pitching too. From a depth perspective, obviously we'll, we'll get to pitching in a second, but. Um, you know, there's, there's some things that he could look at there too. So I think that I was, I was actually looking cause I didn't the first time, but at contracts to see, well, is he maybe waiting to drop someone or something like that? And I don't really think he is unless he's, he's thinking about Kirk, maybe, um, I, I would highly, highly doubt that cause Kirk set a really good value. I feel like at 12, but, um, maybe he yeah, drops, I mean, Oh no, I was going to say maybe he drops Xander, but Xander's yeah. kind of through the year so he's he's, he's, not, he's not dropping he's not dropping xander i've been talking to him about a potential trade and he's not he's not coming cheap so he has no, no intention of dropping him. yeah he's I, got some i do want to note that but... uh, john john did something interesting that i really like that that i don't think off the top of my head i can't think of another abl team that has the entire catcher battery for a mm -hmm. team he's got mm -hmm. kirk and danny jansen that at 18 combined dollars Danny Jansen, a little bit underrated. I, I read a tweet today that I don't remember all of the, the stats, but it was like four of these kind of just basic hard hit stats, like uh, various percentage stats. And, and like the last guy in the group, there was like six or seven of them that had all done these combo of four things for 250 ABs, where the last one was Danny Jansen. Just kind of stuck out because you're talking about guys like Machado and uh, man, I, I wish I could remember what it was off the top of my head, but serious hitters, you know, and then Danny Jansen. So there, there's a little bit there. It's nice to have him, you know, when, when Kirk is not going to be in there, Moreno's gone. That probably is the battery for the year. So not, not a bad combo to have. I, I 
I don't think any other ABL teams have a full catcher combo like that where they can reliably just get get ABs like that every single yeah, day not, from, not from one team. Yeah. Nice, nice way to go. Hmm. So yeah, B yeah. B minus, B plus. We're all right there for John. Uh Tyler started off with the Tiger pitching. Sure. Uh so I gave him a grade of C plus. Uh, and I like obviously Cortez um, is obviously a great um, guy for especially for his price. Uh, Pablo, um, you know, again, obviously great pitcher. Uh, should be Miami should be good this year, so um, he obviously will will hopefully get some points there. Um, but then after that, it would, to me it was just a bunch of question marks. Um, guys who certainly could get a bunch of points, like like a Jason Adam who's projected to get three hundred and twelve points. Um, which is, I think is crazy to me. I, I guess I didn't realize he was being considered that heavily for a late inning role for them um, this year. So that kind of surprised me uh, a little bit, but then other than that, he's just got a bunch of like hundred, 200 point guys. Um, I also looked at a lot of these guys as guys he could potentially drop for, you know, just to get, try and find some salary room. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really necessarily love anyone on his bench. I mean, you know, maybe if, Anderson or Keiko get a <clears throat> decent job somewhere and find a rotation spot. I mean, maybe he finds some more starts there, but having Drew Smiley as your number three, I don't, I don't really love. Um, so that's why I was, I'm a little nervous because if he's going to spend money somewhere, he's either got to do it left field or he's got to do it pitching. And uh, it's choosing between one or the other. He's going to lose something somewhere. Um, so that's going to, that's going to make it, I think, tough for him without moving a piece somewhere or the other. Yeah, no, I'm spot on. I, I, I said C, C plus, um, exactly what you said. I mean, Spencer Turnbull, what, what is he going to offer this year too? Uh, I was trying to dig through everyone he has on his bench. Who, who's even going to be on an MLB roster? I think he's got to move five or six of those guys just to clear roster spaces. And you're talking about trying to save some money, but look at look at those salaries. Where's it going to yeah. come from? That, that's the hard part too, kind of like you said, or like you're saying, I'm sure, is the $1, even if you drop Dallas Keuchel, well, then you have to find another $1 guy in the auction who's who's going to be worth something. And maybe you do, right? Like that, I guess, could be a strategy. But the assumption is you're not going to be able to find a ton of $1 guys who are going to produce 200. Not in a 30-team league. I mean, not yeah, like a league like ABL. Everybody's going to need if there's a $1 guy out yeah. there that's going to. And that, that's kind of the thing with the slow auction. It's like mm-hmm. you can feel like. So I'll just go. I'll out myself right here. I uh, I think it was the A's. They signed uh, Drew Ruchinski. He was playing in either Japan or Korea. He's like a you know he's a former guy over here, but he was playing Japan to Korea. And I think Roster Resource has him as either the four or five starter. Mm-hmm. And you know that's a name that you know who the hell is Drew Ruchinski? But yeah. in a thirty-team league, if a guy's supposed to be a four or five starter, you bet your ass. But in a slow auction, as soon as he goes up. Everybody's going to have 12 hours to just look him up real quick. And it's like, oh, shit, yeah, the A signed him. And so, you know, you don't really have any secrets in a slow auction. You can can try, but uh, (laughs) even guys like that, the vultures are going to be circling. So, yeah, that's going to be tough. And and, uh, to to tie that in, I also – I put C plus maybe with the potential for a B minus just because those top two are so nice and – if Fantrax is right about Jason Adam, whatever that 38 combined uh, save holds. And I, I, yeah, the Rays, again, like Tyler said, I, they, they don't strike me as a 
team that commits this early to this is going to be our eighth yeah. or ninth inning guy. So I don't know how tracks thinks that they can do that. Um, it's maybe a bit of an optimistic outcome for Jason Adam, but even if he does hit that, it's still, it's very questionable afterwards. I have faith in John as an owner, but like we said, it's just, I just don't think the stuff is going to be out there for as much money as he's likely to have. Now everything could change by tomorrow. You know, he could have and Brendan could get together after the pod and there goes Xander or something, you know, and he frees up about $40. So who knows? But yeah, I gave him C plus maybe up to a B minus if, if he acquires somebody or, you know, everything goes right, but probably more in that CC plus range for the pitching. Yeah, uh, I, put him, I, I was just, I was just going to add, I, I put a little note for most of the teams we were looking at. And one of the notes I had for him was that I feel like he's a, um, a top trade partner potentially uh, just because of the position he's in. Whereas, you know, if he doesn't hit the auction right and kind of get lucky, in a sense, um, you know, he could have some opportunities to trade some of his bigger names for either more pieces or for younger pieces or whatever it might be. So that'll be interesting to see what he ends up doing there, too. Well, because the spot he's in right now, as we move on to the farm, I'll just say I, I gave the Tigers an A uh, for his farm. And like, yes, that would be, you know, you deal from your strength. Right. But for John right now, that would be difficult to do without also sending away salary. So he can't really use that farm as like the leverage for his deals right now because he, he also is in a sticky financial spot. But I did give him an A for his farm, and, and that's not something – like an A is not something I want to hand out often. I also gave the White Sox an A for their farm. You guys you guys are in a division with some, some, some serious farm systems and like some serious right-now talent too. The AL Central is tough. I think it's going to be very tough outside of the White Sox, but – Getting ahead of myself. Uh, you're looking at Pete Crow Armstrong, James Wood, even Christian Robinson could could still eventually be something. Thirteen dollars, man. But uh, Brian Rocchio, Eddie's Leonard. I mean, these guys just just on the hitting side. Curtis Mead didn't even mention Curtis Mead. Like a lot of really close guys for one. Uh, maybe not twenty three close, but you know close enough that they're going to help him sooner or later. And that's without getting into the pitchers. Some some very Man, some really nice looking pitchers. Tanner Bibby. Uh, hmm. I don't know how to pronounce fat. 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 Uh, yeah. Gavin Stone. Gavin like, Stone looks great. Even like, Matt Sauer, uh, I, I kind of like as like a, you know, he's not a top 100 or anything, <clears> but he's a, a sneaky good looking pitching prospect for the Yankees. I mean, this, this is a very, very good farm. It's a shame right now he can't leverage it into – deals without uh, giving money away because this is this is where you'd want to deal from uh brendan yeah where yeah, where, yeah i'm gonna jump you, in there, this, there with me? This, this is a clear a um i mentioned before to you guys before the broadcast started but just for a reference point i loaded all these uh rosters into the prospects live database just so we could see where they were at and he's got 17 top 500 prospects according to that list and i kind of gave it a scoring kind of in reverse order you know number one 500 points and so on like he's head and shoulders above everyone. And he, he's even got a, almost like a 500 point lead on, on the White Sox, who has 19, 19 prospects in the top 500. Just, just looking at his list, the Tigers have nine prospects in top, inside the top 78 of prospects live top 500. 
No, I know the, the, list has, the list hasn't been updated since October, so I know there's going to be some movement there for sure. Um, but I, I was blown away by what he's, what he's working with there. And if he wants to make some midseason moves, you know, let's see, let's see how he starts the season. But he could be a, a threat in the second half if he wanted to make that sort of move. Yeah, I, uh, I had an A as well uh, across the board. It's hard. I mean, hard not to. You guys pretty much said everything. Um, and, you know, he's still got four spots to fill, too. He's got pick one four. So he's probably going to have yeah, another yeah. top 100 guy coming in, you know, as well. So, um, I, yeah, my and the just what you just said, Alan, with and well, both of you said it from a trade perspective. <clears throat> that's where I think it'll be really interesting because John has, even though he is a little more quiet in the discord, he is definitely not like not active when it comes to like trading and stuff like that. He is more than willing uh, to make the trades he needs. <clears throat> so it'll be really interesting to see which way he goes based on the option. And um, yeah, but yeah, farm farm was an easy a for sure. John, John knows what he's doing. I'm yes, uh, he does. I am in the uh, golden sombrero. I think <laughs> There's a few ABL guys in that, but John John took over a team in that as well. Yeah, Brandon's in that, and John's in an interesting spot in that league right now as as the auction goes on. But like, even a non ABL league with a little bit different rules and stuff, it's it's very clear that John knows what he's doing as a fantasy owner. If if the Tigers weren't evidence of that, like he's he's a smart fantasy owner. Um, Potential Tigers, just real quick. I gave him a B minus. Um, he is, as we've discussed, he's in a tough spot money wise. Uh, but like I just said, I have faith that you know he'll be able to figure it out. So I, I think B minus. You could probably, probably just as easily say B plus for the Tigers if if things break right. But the lack of pitching depth and maybe that lack of bench depth that maybe starts to get to him without having a lot of money to add guys. I think. Yeah, I put I literally put a B plus, and that was strictly based on what you just said. Is the potential if everything it was based my ratings for these were if everything goes right, what does this team look like? Um, and I I put a B plus because I as I said before, there's gonna be a weak spot somewhere, um, yeah. and so you know is he gonna be able to either move money around you know pre auction probably not, or is it gonna be a post auction thing? So, you know we open it up to three sixty, he can make some moves with his prospects that kind of stuff. So. Um, I said B plus for potential. So I, so I looked at potential two ways. Initially, I was just talking about post-auction, what is this team going to look like? Um, John's got 30 rostered players right now, if you include the two that he has on the, on the IL spots. So he's got to cut at least four. Um, I identified maybe five or six that were like easy cuts. But even if he did that, he's looking at one open spot with $12 available in the auction. Um, so unless he's making a move here before the auction, he's not going to have a lot of cash to play with because all his big money guys right here are still under contract. Um, so if you're just looking at post auction, I said C plus, maybe a B minus. If we want to expand the potential into leveraging your farm system, you know, I, I, I certainly think with Tyler, you could get up to a B plus for sure. Just depends on who's he, who does he want to move? How much does he want to give up? And is he going to actually going to be in the race this year? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, he, he really is going to be in a tight spot with the money. Yeah, one one spot for $12, $12 you said, Brendan? That, yeah, that was just my rough estimate. I, there's other guys he could cut, but didn't yeah. know if he would want to. But 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's the that's the Tigers. We we all seem to pretty much be in lockstep on our the three of us, our opinions on the Tigers anyway. A Let's little go different to... from the uh, from the first spot, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> 80s for everyone. I told Tony I'm giving everyone 80s. <laughs> Let's go, to, let's go to Cleveland, Mark. I, um, I refuse to call them the Guardians because I, I just don't like the name. It's not Mark's fault, but I'll just call them the Cleveland Marks. Um, my opinion on Mark's hitting is kind of about where I had uh, uh, Cleveland's. It's, it's kind of deeper than I expected when I went in to look at it. He's got a little bit more bench depth. Uh, a couple of guys that don't have a home right now. I don't know that Billy Hamilton will find a home. But, um, you know, missing – no, he's not missing a catcher. He's got a couple catchers. So he's not really missing anything. So he's, he's got a full lineup. I gave Cleveland a B, B-plus hitting. He's got every spot filled. He's got, he doesn't have a, a ton of positional flexibility. He's got, he's got quite a few single-position guys. Uh, but overall, you know, when you can pretty much uh, fill out a whole lineup comfortably on opening day without making any moves – that puts you ahead of a lot of guys right now. So I felt pretty comfortable giving Mark a, a BB plus. Yeah, I'll jump in here. I gave him a B as well. Um, you know, he made some some recent trades to really beef up his offense. It was looking pretty light. Then he, then he uh, made, I think, he traded for Renfro, Nimmo, and uh, Will Myers. So after Will Myers signing in Cincy, I think he's high on him, having a bit of a rebound season there. Um, game of B. I do know that he will be cutting one of his starters. I'm not going to say exactly who, so that's going to set him back a little from a, a starting position perspective. But, um, you know, I, I, Mark is, is a savvy owner, and he's looking pretty good here from a, a starting offense uh, perspective. I think he's savvy enough that he's probably not keeping $26 Yon Mankata. That's going to be my guess. I don't know that, but Mark, Mark knows what he's doing. He knows – well, I mean, I like. I'm a Makata. I'm. A, I like Makata, but twenty six bucks. Eh, Mark knows better than that. I mean, between between the three guys, he can cut. I'm pretty sure we all know who it's going to be. So all right, all right. <laughs> where is he? I, 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 he's got to be on here. Mark, comment if you're watching. I, if he's not watching, we know. got six. We got six guys watching. Mark's got to be. Well, I, I think to to that point though, the one thing that I wanted to bring up before talking about Mark is he's sitting at thirty five guys right now on his roster. So like that is, and he, he does have like plenty of guys to cut, especially when it comes to the pitching side of things. But like, <clears throat> I I just looked at his roster and I kept scrolling down and I was like, holy, how does he have all these guys? Yeah. And then I looked at him and he's got 35 guys. So um, for me, I, I'm similar to you guys. I gave uh, his hitting an A minus actually, um, even knowing he was probably going to have to cut uh, someone somewhere. I didn't know exactly where that was going to be, or, if, you know, if he's going to trade potentially try to move some salary. Um, but yeah, assuming even getting rid of Moncada, supposedly, um, I still, I love the lineup that he has. I just love, I love the guys where he has them. I think the, every single one of them should get, I mean, playing time full-time at bats, as long as they don't get injured. Um, and then even, on the bench, you know, you're assuming uh, Odor is going to get signed somewhere. Um, Peterson is obviously a great bench bat to have. So, uh, yeah, it was an A minus for me because I think he'll he'll be good there. And once he figures out the money piece, he'll have you know maybe a little bit of room in the auction to work with. Um, I think it's interesting though because Mark was very adamant last year. I remember um, in chat <clears throat> about saying how he was not going to cut his guys until the very last day. 
because he did not want to give anything away about his strategy or who was going to be in the pool. Well, like I might have some inside info to share because when I was looking at when I was looking at a 35 team player roster here and I was trying to do projections for the auction, I just gave up and I straight up DM'd him. I'm like, Mark, what's what's your current projection here of roster spots and available money for the auction? With his current thinking, he said he's going to have five spots and $26 to spend. Okay. So that's it. I mean, it puts him in a pretty decent spot then. not, And he doesn't really need, at least from a hitting perspective, doesn't need big names by any means. So, yeah, that'll put him in a decent spot. Go ahead and carry us into the pitching too, Tyler. Um, yeah, so I uh, I gave him an A. Well, I put A- minus for pitching, but then I also put a question mark next to it because I had no clue <laughs> what he's going to do from uh, – a player perspective, um, I the, you know the first three names he's got there, they're all three are under contract, even though Gray's only this year. Um, but great options. Diaz, even though at seventeen, you know, will be nineteen. Still, four, if you get four hundred points out of a reliever, uh, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, and you know, he's still he's got Presley too. Stroman could have a, a pretty good year. Caprillion is you know, fine at, at three, soon to be $5. So he's got yeah, plenty of options. Pavetta down there too. So he's got lots of options. I, I gave him an A minus with a question mark, depending on who he cuts. I I gave him an A minus on, on the spot too, but there are some questions, Mark. I, I, I chat with Mark regularly just because of our division rivalry here. He's super concerned about Caprillion. Apparently there's rumors he's not going to be ready for the start of the season with his shoulder or whatever's going on there. Of course, he's carrying a $10 Mike Miner. Who knows if he's going to get signed this year? I'm praying he doesn't retire, so he's got to sit with that contract for a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's stacked. He's absolutely stacked. Uh, Al- Alcantara, Webb, Gray is your number three, who I think is going to have a big year, and I know there's a lot of sites out there that are projecting him to, to really step forward this year. Um, Stroman as, as your four. He's, he's got three closers, too. So, um yeah, this is a solid stat. Yeah, I don't think you guys really said anything uh, that I need to add to. I, I gave a B plus, uh, A A minus, as well on the pitching. Just just on the on the strength of having three, four really solid starters that are that are projected probably to get you thirty plus starts each, assuming health, and then and then two legit closers to go along with it puts him ahead of most staffs uh, in ABL and you know these I'm not trying to make these grades like relative to everyone else in the ABL because I'm not looking at every team when I do it but just looking at it on its face it is a at, at least a B plus with a potential yeah, a a minus whatever rotation that's very good rotation um Mark's farm if, if it was this time last year it would have been a lot different, I think, or maybe, maybe a couple months before. But right now, I'm giving Mark's farm a C. I, I was not thrilled with Mark's farm. He literally has not a single minor league pitcher, which I've, I found very odd and <laughs> didn't didn't realize until I actually looked at it. I, he may be the only guy that's rocking nobody on the pitching side of the minors. <laughs> and you know, he's got some interesting names um, on the hitting side, but not enough to – get me excited enough to, to give it any more than pr- pretty much a league average. Greg Jones is, is good. He's starting to get a little old for a prospect. He, he's got names that like have, have like what, two to three to maybe three fifty, like range on, yep. on most. Uh, I know Ronnie Mauricio has had some hype. Um, Wes Kath, 
not not the Weissach, you know, that that I would uh, go for right now. I know Basalo is but very young. You know, he's supposed to be have some pop, but very young. I gave it a solid C. Yeah, um, I gave him a C minus. It, it was going to be worse. So running the running the prospect live, you know, uh, projections or, or you know review of the roster. He's got twelve guys in the top five hundred. Believe it or not. Yeah. Okay. But only one of that only one of them is below the rank of two forty nine. And that's that's Ronnie. Ronnie's Ronnie's coming in at 148. So even even with 12 guys in the top 500, he was easily last of the five of us in the division as far as like total prospects were. Um, so I was even going to go lower than a C minus, but I know Mark. He knows his prospects, and I guarantee the next update on certain lists like this, a bunch of these guys that he picked up off the waiver wire that nobody heard about before he claimed are going to be are going to be rising the ranks. Yeah, I I actually did go a little lower. I even went with a D plus, um, yep. but I I did that almost for the exact same reason you just gave. In that it's it's kind of a D plus, but knowing that it will when the new lists start to come out in the next month or two, knowing that that will probably go up, and especially with what I'm sure I will end up reading about many of his prospects, because as you said, Mark is very good on the prospect side of things. Um, I give him a lot of credit for that. So I just went. <clears throat> For, for most of the prospects I looked at for our teams, I basically just went on the list and said, who do I recognize and who do I know some stuff about? And, <laughs> that's, and then what that, that's what I, that's what I kind of based it off of. And so I did not know many. And what I did know, I didn't love. So that's why I, I did the D plus right. B. I would, would not mm-hmm. be surprised if that's up in the, in the upper C's, low B's by the time the yeah. new lists come out for sure. Exact same thing with me. I looked at his team and I'm like, damn, this is why like it, the ABL is head and shoulders above everyone else. Because I'm looking at these names and I'm like, I thought I thought I knew my stuff. That's why I had to go to Prospect Live and actually upload this roster. And I was surprised how many hits he actually had, but on the back end. Crazy. He's also got two picks in the top 15 as well. We didn't even mention that, but yeah, you know, yeah. Knowing Mark, they're going to be solid enough picks to, yeah. to bump that up a, a little so bit. So are we skipping over potential or what? Oh, uh no, no. <laughs> oh. Go potential ahead, is yeah, potential is Mark's gonna you know crash and fail miserably this year, um, <laughs> so I, I'm I'm projecting epic injuries to all his stars. Alcantara is out for the year with you know Tommy John. Um, look, even 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 with five spots and twenty six dollars, five dollar five dollars a spot is not going to be a lot in this auction, but you'll get you'll get some good backups. Um, this team's solid. It's going to be a, a, a an A minus team. Yeah, I was. Uh, I gave him an A. I think he could very easily. And well, I shouldn't say he can be. He will be very easily in contention this year, not only for the division but in the AL. Um, especially, it'll, it'll be interesting. I'm honestly, I'm very intrigued to see what Mark will do when he doesn't necessarily have all the picks and all the prospects that he's had. Because that's how he built so much of his team, right? And so I'm interested to see what a year at least without not as many um, does for Mark. And if he, if he tries a different strategy or if he just kind of rides it out, I'll be interested to see. But yeah, I gave him an A for potential. I, I gave him a B, B plus, but I, I don't really need to add anything to what you guys said, but I, I do want to, I, I do want to give a, a tip of the cap to Mark because he, he did it the way that, I mean, he showed everybody that you can go from literally a, a one win team and if if you if you play your cards right, he dumped early when he saw it wasn't going to happen, and 
he acquired an elite farm and then he took that farm and he used it to turn a one win team into a playoff team the very next year. And now, you know, we're, we're rating him a B plus a, you know, fighting for the division, obviously like Mark, that prospect knowledge worked, you know, he did, he, he, he hit on some guys that then shot up some lists and he was able to parlay that into big league pieces. And we, we see the fruits of that labor at, at least in being a playoff team in year one and, and a legit shot in year two. So yeah, tip, tip of the cap to Mark from one win literally in year one to playoffs well, for, in year two. And for, for what it's worth too, I was going to say like how he did it realistically should never be able to happen in ABL again because of the, the minimums. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'll be interested to see, cause he was able to turn it around in a year because he was able to stockpile so much. It'll be interesting to see if any other team can replicate something like that. Um, with the new minimum rules. That is a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's go to the let's go to the socks. <laughs> let's go to the socks. And, be and quick. The, um, yeah, this should be quick. I I mean I like we said earlier, it's not going to come as a surprise to anybody. Like you know what this team looks like. I, I gave the Sox an F to a D minus in hitting. I mean, obviously there's just nothing there. He's, he's starting, a, you know, he's got a catcher in this utility spot right now. Not that, not that this stuff matters right now, but there's just nobody there. Brad Miller, uh, you know, Kyle Garlic, he's in the minors. He's got guys with minors flags. He's got guys, you know, not on a team and Martin Maldonado, who's going to be $5 and 37 <clears throat> years old. So yeah, I gave him an F to D minus. If he can, he's got a lot of money, you know, maybe he puts together a, a D minus D worthy lineup, but yeah. What do you guys think? <laughs> Brennan, go ahead. Yeah. I'd look, we can do hitting and pitching together. It's an F across the board. There's nothing there. <laughs> um, and, you know, speaking from experience, I blew up my team before, before last year's auction. I think I went in there with maybe five guys under contract for the auction it's not easy to put together a team from scratch in the auction, especially it's going to get progressively worse each, each auction from here on out, you know, as prices continue to rise. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to fill out this roster. Yeah. I think I, so I, I gave them a D minus uh, simply because I, uh, my, in my rankings in F meant you literally didn't have anyone. Um, so I gave him a D minus. That's the show. Does he have anyone? Where does he have it? Like, he might have a he might have a warm body there, but come on, where's he? Where's he I think it'll be to your, to both your guys' point. I think it'll be very interesting to see you know how he approaches the draft and stuff like that. Again, the minimums are going to play a huge part in this. Uh, so my assumption would be between him, between the Mets, that there's going to be teams who are going to be, um, which which is another kind of interesting concept in the draft. But I think those teams are going to be the ones who are going to be actually bidding maybe higher and are willing to pay higher prices because they know they have to meet minimums. So they're going to want to find guys who are going to guarantee them points. Um, because realistically, like, you know, they my assumption is, as you said earlier, Alan, is that Harry's not playing for this year. So him going into the auction and buying a bunch of guys that could help him win this year kind of goes against that logic. So my, my thought is that they're going to go try to get the big names, the stars that they can eventually trade away to contenders for other pieces. Um, so I don't know. It's just a, a thought I had while I was going through Harry. It was very interesting, but yeah, D minus hitting D minus pitching for me too. 
That's what I did with Cole last year. I signed yeah. Cole for like fifty-four dollars just because yep. I had so much cash. And, yep. You know, I think I, I think I flipped him for like three first at the deadline. Yep. I also gave him a D minus for pitching. I mean, you could probably call it an F, honestly, but he he does have the money that he's going to he's going to do something to to make it a D minus. Um, but I mean, there's just <laughs> there's nobody there. I don't even know who Christopher Sanchez is. Uh, Brandon Bialik. <laughs> Dylan Cole, he's got a Yanni Chirinos. I mean, that's he's, he's somebody that's been good in a game before. Anthony Bender, I, it's just a it's a lot of really nothing now. Uh, when you get into when you get into the Sox farm, I gave the Sox uh, like I mentioned earlier, I gave him an A. Um, uh, it's it's a fantastic farm. Brendan will probably be able to launch into it a little bit better than than I do, but I mean, just just ripping off some of the higher ranked names, Harry, Harry Ford, uh, Davis and De Los Santos, Colt Kowser, he of the 70 hit tool, Luis Matos, Benny Montgomery, Everson Pereira. These guys are all Jose Salas, uh, <clears throat> who's, whose younger brother just broke the international signing record with the pods. I believe yeah. like those bloodlines are full of baseball talent. Yeah. You haven't even mentioned his highest ranked one, Rodriguez on the twins there. So Oh yeah, man. Yeah, Manuel Rodriguez. Yeah, it's just this this guy is stacked with warming Bernabel. He's got some fans in the ABL. I know. Uh, Comenares is is super. Like like a few of these guys I'm, are super young, but I'm uh, I love Pereira on the Yankees too. He had a he had an injury filled year. I was talking with Adam before last year. We were both hyped, saying he was going to have his breakout year last year. I think I think he's going to have his breakout year this year. And that's without getting to the pitching. You know, Bobby mm-hmm. Miller. High-end Dodger prospect, Quinn Priester, uh, pretty close to the majors, I would say. Jackson Jove, a, a recent high draft pick. Dax Fulton, who has been uh, maybe a, a little bit underrated so far in, in the minors, a very uncomfortable like at-bat. He, he's like a big, tall dude, like just uh, interesting interesting Marlins pitcher. Ryan Murphy, half-decent Giants uh, prospect. Like he, This guy has talent everywhere. Will he – Will he go the mark route with it? Will he try to parlay these guys into into big leaguers, or will he sit on these guys for the next couple of years and try to turn all these guys into a powerhouse? Like I don't know hey, what he's playing. Hey, Alan, uh, we have a Harry sighting in the comments, and he was just letting us know he's, hey. he's waiting until the deadline to drop his players before the auction. So, <laughs> Harry, man, what time? It's like next week in New Zealand. I mean, this guy. <laughs> I like I like seeing him around, though. Hey, Harry. Uh, you know, no offense, of course, the F's and D's that we're dropping on your team. I don't, like I said, I don't think it would come as a shock that you're hitting and pitching suck right now. But it's a it's a fantastic farm. Brendan, did you have like the numbers the, that you did for the PL? Oh yeah, list? he had, he had the most. He had 19 in the top 500. Um, so so two more two more than the Tigers, but um, a little less like higher end guys. Even though he had, let's see, he had one, two, three, four. He only had five top 100 but then quite a few in like 100 to 150 range um so and again this this could move quite a bit over you know this was october update but this top to bottom stacks you know so i said a minus hey, went the I, go, oh, go ahead man. i said i gave him an a minus just because it was just just a, just a notch below the tigers um, but it's it's up there with the best of the league <clears throat> Say Harry did like a reverse a reverse mark. Like Harry was a playoff team in year one, dominated with the pitching, if I recall. And yep. then 
kind of kind of blew it up and now has kind of the, the mark farm system that he yeah. used to turn parlay into what he has now they, they kind of went the other way with each other i know he, he he recently made some interesting moves with his draft picks consolidating them now he's got one one and one three so he's getting two of the top four big boys in the upcoming uh draft too he's got three firsts yeah he's got three firsts and then nothing else so on top of the pretty stacked farm system he's going to add three first round players so yeah right. we'll, we'll see right. what harry can do with that in the future if harry's in the comments and, where the hell is mark i'm getting kind of pissed now I'm not pissed. I'm <laughs> yeah, right. so uh white Sox potential i gave him a d just you know this year it's not looking pretty for the white Sox. i just gave him a d <clears throat> i i left it a big question mark i can't i can't even put it i can't put anything on it i got hopefully he gets some hits in the auction um but clearly he's not playing for this year i yeah. i don't even think it's worth talking about his 2023 potential it's going to be ne- next year and beyond well the only the only thing that i thought again <clears throat> was worth talking about was because i think i look at his team as a very different than say someone like tony's team where tony's team is very is well-rounded already and not necessarily well-rounded in a good sense tony sorry but uh it's well-rounded in the sense <laughs> that it is it is full and he, i mean he knows that right he's been very vocal about it but it's it's full right in a sense where he has kind of his guys that are going to be on his team. We have no clue what Harry could do in the auction. He could go in and grab a, a lot of, you know, mid teens, $20 guys and make his team at least decently serviceable. Um, so just because of that, I put a C for a potential um, because he's, he still doesn't have anything to work on, as we mentioned, but I feel like he could do at least some work in the auction uh, to either get a decent amount of players, or as I said earlier, get a couple of bigger names, trade them away for some other pieces potentially to fill out his roster even more. So I think he at least has options, which is why I gave him a C. And Harry is watching the pod uh, 3.30 on a Wednesday afternoon, so he should be probably working right now. I don't know if they work in New Zealand or they just shoot Lord of the Rings movies. I don't, I don't know what they do down there, but he is does. taking his time out in the middle of his day to watch the pod. I appreciate it, Harry. Uh, let's go – let's do twins. Let's do Royals last. Let's do Royals last. Let's go Twins. And uh, I'll kick off the Twins hitting. I gave the Twins a, a B, B plus. It's obviously not a full lineup, but the, the pieces that are there are very good pieces. I mean, you're, you're talking about a, an outfield that features Judge and Mookie, and then who I'm I'm high on for this year personally, Austin Hayes. I, I quite like, uh, can play both corners. So a very, very sexy outfield. And then a lot of positional eligibility just with just with the two guys on the infield. But DJ can play first, second, third. You got Tommy Edmond playing second short. A few holes, but uh, I think very solid base. You know, more than a base. That's that's a solid lineup. That's a little bit more than a base. Uh, what do you think, Brendan? So, uh, again, with maybe a little bit more inside, inside uh, intel, I don't think all those players are going to be on his roster come auction time. Um, I so maybe maybe as it looks today B minus I gave it a C plus and just because I I hate Tyler but um, you know <laughs> I clearly you'll see as we pull up my team I went the opposite route with strategy and he's putting a lot of eggs in a few baskets here um, and as as we look into you know his, his future potential with open spots and cash on hand and dollars per spot it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to tell this roster as is. Um, but I know just we're just talking about it right now. Um, 
we'll give it a give it a B minus uh, with the potential to slide to a C plus pending drafts. Yeah, I, I gave it a C plus as well. Um, and I, it, <laughs> Brent and I feels like we talk almost daily, so we've talked about pretty much everything now at this point. But um, yeah, I mean, whether or not I keep everyone on on in this current lineup is <clears throat> still kind of up in the air. Um, I think my my strategy last year specifically was I ended up buying a good amount of 2022 contracts um, simply because they were cheaper than trying to buy someone who was the same price, but was a 2024 or a first or whatever it might be. So <clears throat> that left me with a lot of holes. Um, part of the reason why I you know, moved Frankie in, in the deal for Judge, um, part of the reason I moved Jazz in the deal for Judge, I was trying to more so consolidate into a couple of maybe higher dollar players. Um, if I'm being hundred percent honest, I still don't really know what my strategy completely is going to be because I don't, I've never what been I, to love going into the auction with a ton of money, but what I like to hear Tyler at the, at the same time, <laughs> I, I didn't really set myself up for any other strategy right now. Um, cause as I'm, <clears throat> you both know, and everyone else knows I've, I've put bets up there. I've put DJL up there. I've put Hoskins up there. I even floated Edmund at one point um, just to try and see what I could do in terms of moving some money around and just either haven't found the right match or no one wants them because they're, they're too expensive for what they're looking for. So it'll just be really interesting to see, I think from a price perspective, like, cause I'm, I'm with you, Alan. I, I think Mookie at 45 is honestly actually a really good deal for a potential like top five player in our league from a scoring perspective. Um, so I, I just I don't know that if I let him go to the auction that he's gonna go for less than forty five, um, which is why I was kind of surprised no one was at least interested even in trying to acquire him. Um, but it, yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I haven't completely decided which way I'm gonna go yet, but that's kind of the thought process at least from hitting perspective. Hey, you got a potential buyer right here for Edmund or Judge, man. I've been hitting you up. Send him my <laughs> way. Maybe as we edge closer to cut day, you know, Duke Duke put uh, the bulletin board announcement up, you know, now now it's out there and official, like definitely when we're doing it. Maybe maybe with that in mind and as we get closer to that, not that like the hot stove hasn't been hot already, but yeah. you just you just get the feeling that as more guys kind of get on and look, really look at their teams and teams like maybe the Rays and, and guys that haven't been around as much in the off season when they, when they actually sit down and take a look and realize what they have to do and, and the inflation that they're going to get hit with. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe we see some, I don't want to say like desperation, right? Cause that's not the right word, yeah. but just like a little more agitation maybe for, from the, the trade standpoint. Uh, so yeah. we're, yeah, we're pretty much, it looks like I was a little bit higher than, than the two of you guys with your insider info on the twins hitting, but um <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I if 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 it stays together the way it is, yeah, I, that's a big if, I guess. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, I was in that BB plus range. Uh, the the pitching, the pitching for the Twins, I was a little less generous, even though I my love of sticks, McKenzie, I think is well known. Joey Ryan's real nice. Eric Lauer has shown that he can kind of show up out of nowhere and put to put together like a near twenty point game. Uh, Josiah Gray is. Is interesting, you know, high strikeouts, of course, had the homer problems and everything. I gave the Twins uh, pitching a C plus, B minus. So I just don't know. 
that the depth is there really and after those after those first few starters you're talking about like 12 13 point per game starters which is fine but you know how good is eric lauer going to continue to be i i think sticks probably takes a step forward uh, you know again i like joe ryan and that but c plus b minus uh tyler how do you feel about your own pitching Actually, I gave myself a B. Uh, you're making me question myself, folks. I thought I thought my hitting, which again, and maybe it's maybe it's something where you know, again, Brendan and I have talked so much about it. I feel like I've analyzed my team way more than I, I normally would. But um, I personally like I like where my pitching is at way more than where I was. Let's you know, at the end of the season, let's say, um, okay. being able to add Joe Ryan as a homer kind of guy uh, was obviously a, a big addition for me i'm so hopeful that he can be a good just pitcher for the twins i would love to be able to like have a pitcher that i'm like wow i really need to go see this guy in person um so i'm really hopeful he can be that guy especially at three dollars and i get to kind of decide how long to extend him. um sticks like you i've been a huge proponent of him for a long time um so I, i i love him a really random story, not to make this pod necessarily any longer, but it's a funny story about sticks. Uh, I was in an M or yeah, I was in an empire league probably five, six years ago. And I traded um, Chris Bryant at the time, who again, five, six years ago was one of the better uh, dynasty players. I traded Chris Bryant for Will Myers and Tris Kenzie. And I did that at the time because uh, Bryant was getting, too just more expensive and that kind of size. I couldn't have him on my team, so I moved for Myers, who was a decent prospect again at the time. And um, but then obviously Sticks came into play, and I got made fun of so much for that trade because at the time no one knew who Sticks was. Um, and now I get to rub it in everyone's faces. So it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. So I like him. Josiah Gray to me is is and and Lauer are the big question marks though. Like you said, I mean Gray has the pedigree, but he hasn't really shown it. Um, you know, even fan tracks projecting him to have a five ERA. Um, I mean, that's me. <laughs> says enough in terms of what you think about his ability to pitch right now. Like I've never seen a guy getting drafted in the top 300 that is just projected to have a five ERA. It's just crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if Lauer and Gray do well, I love having those four as kind of my four top guys. And then I love the potential for me to get some middle to lower tier starts in the auction. Um, I, I do have a good amount of targets. One of them is not the A's pitcher that you referenced earlier. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have some targets. I feel like I can maybe get in the auction. So, um, and then I do, I love, I love again, Homer, but Duran, I think he is, he is the next star of relievers in the league. Um, I absolutely love yes, him is. now, um, which is funny. Cause I told Tony like beginning of last year that I hated him. Um, but I love, I absolutely love them now. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm hopeful for the potential of this. That's why I went with a B. I love, I love that you brought up the auction because you do know after ABL four auction last year, any name I see out there that has you as the bit leading bid is going, is going up, <laughs> especially with the amount of cash I have on hand. So those, 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 mid, mid, those middling, uh, you know, starters that you might have might be targeted there. They might not be so uh, cheap as you might think. Uh, I expect nothing less. Uh huh. So, uh, so with uh, Tyler's pitching, Alan, I was spot on with you. I gave it a C plus. Um, you know, Sticks is great. Ryan has potential. Lauer, you know, had had some had some good uh, some good run to him. Um, my favorite thing about his staff is is the twenty twenty three next to those two names too. So they'll be gone after this year. Um, 
But uh, C plus, you know, like Duran, I think he's going to solidify the closer role there. Um, but again, not not much, not much beyond the you know the top two or three, and uh, your closer. So we'll see what you have to do in the auction uh, to fill it out. Well, I I don't know. I, I'm kind of re. Eh, I'm not really rethinking. Yeah, I, th I think it is a. I I don't want to like. I don't want like Tyler saying, "Well, like I, I, I was, I thought my pitching was better than, like, uh, yeah." <laughs> well, no, it, don't it, let him do that. Don't let him do that. It's one, it's one of those things where I think it's so, it's so cool that everyone has such a different view, right, of of certain individuals right, yeah. in the league, of of players and everything like that. And I'm, I have always been very much of the belief, and this is, I'm hoping, well known to at least people I've talked to, is that I am very much a believer in, I do not need the best players. I, that is not what I'm about. I, I think the death by a thousand paper cuts is a hundred percent real in a 30 team league, maybe not to win it, but it's a hundred percent real. And so for me to have four guys on my team that are pretty much guaranteed start, you know, the whole year and not really, I'm hoping lose their spot in a rotation going into an auction. That makes me feel really good. I feel like there's not a lot of teams in the league that have four legit guys who they're going into the auction with and can feel great about. Um, so I, I just, that's why I rated them higher is because I like that. That doesn't Dude, sound like a, that doesn't that doesn't sound like a, a rainy rainy division champ coming out of here. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just happy to have four starters going into the auction. I don't know. I don't know. I lo I lost a lot from that squad. Mm -hmm. Lost a yeah. lot. Yeah, you did. Look look at all the, you got a lot of spots to fill, man. You, yep. Yeah. Let's talk about that, Alan. I know I know we still have to talk about the farm, but just on the potential sure. side. So r running some numbers and uh, you know weighing in a, a potential drop. Tyler's looking at 14 open spots and $78 cash. So between five and six dollars a spot for 14 players in this auction. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough. We do, as as we've discussed before and in a previous spot, there there are some teams. You guys mentioned the Mets uh, earlier. We know the White Sox are gonna have money. Uh, the Pods have some money. I the Rockies are gonna have some money. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of the other guys are going to have a lot, but there's a, there's at least like a solid uh, yeah the, the Royals a good solid half dozen of us or so that have some serious cash to play with. Nope. Um, some of us hoping to compete, you know, the others uh, at least going to do what they can to fill out rosters. So that's a lot of spots for less than eighty dollars. That's <laughs> that is, but I don't. I, I have faith, you know, like I've like I've said about these other guys that you've you've shown us. You and the Tigers really have been the class of. The AL Central, at least through the two. Oh years. come on, come on! Oh come on! Look, look, man! Look, <laughs> it's, it's been the I, it's been the Tigers I, and the Twins. It really for the two years. Those have been the only two guys that didn't touch the cellar, you know. So there's some, there's something to be said for that, I think. As a team that went from a playoff team to a, a shit pile from year one to year two, and I was trying in year two, you know, there's something to be said for being a playoff team the first two years. I think. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I, I think I, I agree. It's a tough division. Uh, it is. Uh, potential. I, I still put the uh, the twins at a B, B minus B for potential. I didn't. I'll, I'll admit right now, Brendan, I didn't look as deep as you did. I like didn't run the numbers and stuff. That is a lot of roster spots to fill and not a lot of money to do it. So I might kind of trend more on the B minus, but kind of like with John and these other, like I have faith in, Tyler is an owner that he's going to be able to figure his way out of, you know, 
whatever yeah. situation he might be no, in. I, hope so. So. I, I would never admit that publicly, but I do agree. Um, <laughs> so. I, I gave I gave him a I gave him a B minus on potential. Just I think I think the auction is going to be a challenge. You know, like you said, he's got some studs. After he trades me Judge, that'll open up some some auction money for him. So, um, you know, we'll take it from there. We skipped over the farm though. We want to talk about that. Oh yeah, we um, did. And Tony brought up a good point. Did the Tigers make the playoffs last year? I actually don't think they did. So no, no, I might no, have been no. yeah talking out of my ass when I said John John uh, sold pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so, the Tigers suck. Let's talk, whatever, let's, yeah, but. Let's, let's talk about the Twins farm real quick. So just yeah, crunching the yeah. numbers on, on the PL 500, he's got 11 in the 500, but not not too many towards the, the, the high end here. Where were they? He's got only one in the top 100 in, in uh, East Strand, your boy, 74. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Common Arrows has got a lot of helium at 108. He's probably going to be in the top 100 in the next update. And then some guys that were actually trending down, you know, I'm not, don't need to call them all out. You know who they are, but some guys that were, that were in the top 100 or close to it that, you know, had some struggles last year. So, you know, there's always the potential for a rebound there, but 11, he had 11 guys in the top 100 and still scored less than me. And I had nine in the top, in the top 500. So. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't mind the Twins. It was a C plus B minus for me. Sorry, Tyler. Um, C plus B minus. You know, there's there's some interesting name guys that kind of like uh, Brandon said. Maybe you're trending down, but we're a lot more interesting. Say maybe this time, even last year, like a Joey Estes before. I think before he got traded to Oakland. Um, Ian Seymour, a, a pretty interesting uh, raised pitcher. What's Joey that? Estes, Joey Estes, four forty-one. Ian Seymour, three ninety-eight. Yeah, so top, yeah, top five hundred guys. Antoine Kelly, I know, is is um, interesting, like stuff-wise, uh, maybe a little raw. There's some bats, you know, Encarnacion, Strand, Cooper, Kinney is is very young, you know, not going to help you this year. But uh, Jairo Pomerez is a somewhat interesting uh, Giants bat, but. Yeah, I put I put C plus B minus. Not not a ton to get excited about, but not you know, not a lost cause or anything. Do you want to say your grade, Brendan? I said C minus. Just just looking at looking at the output of the scoring. And again, it was I'm just using one site because it was quick and easy. But you know, I think it's in that C minus uh, C range. Yeah, I gave myself a C two. I think for me, my my goal with prospects is, and I know I've told this to multiple people too. My goal is to never have the best prospect farm because I, if I do, that probably means my team sucks. Um, so I, I, I never, my goal is to never have a bunch of top 100 guys or whatever. So I, and again, I've, I've talked about this in a lot of trade talks in, in when I ask for like MILB guys or, or picks or something like that, I don't necessarily put a ton of weight into it unless I feel personally really strongly about a guy for some reason. So like Xavier Curry for Cleveland, for example, he came up last year and didn't pitch very well, but he's a guy I've been super high on for a really long time, just because I, I like what I've seen from him. Um, same, same thing. Roma, uh, Brendan did love Jose Ramos uh, about two weeks ago, and then he decided he didn't like Jose Ramos anymore. And so I really like him as a prospect in general, and I, I, I am hopeful that the Dodgers will give him an opportunity. So I'm much more about just guys who are going to get opportunities, whether or not they're going to be you know, the next Mike Trout is kind of irrelevant to me. It's, are you going to be able to, in a 30 team or to me, it matters if, are you going to get at bats? Are you going to be on a, at minimum strong side of a platoon where I can plug you in, you know, 
once a week, twice a week, something like that. Okay. So I gave myself a C2 simply because of the rankings. Um, Cause I know I'm sure that's where everyone else would probably put it, but um, I like most of the guys I have simply because I do think most, if not all of them are going to get some kind of playing time. Yeah. Just one more fun fact about the twins. They're the only team in the league that does not have a draft pick in the first or second round in the upcoming draft. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, it kind of goes in line with the. I got two in the third, know, not, two in the fourth, but not not I, that yeah, you don't care about prospects, but you know, yeah. like you said, if if I'm if I have a bunch of first round picks or something, that means I you know something's probably wrong yeah. on the other side. So one, well, I don't know, Alan, if you if you remember what I did in the initial year one first year player draft, but I actually traded, I believe, all of my picks in rounds one through eight for uh, Fab because I wanted wow. to get. I wanted to get in on Fabapalooza and I had the most money by far going into Fab. Um, I, so I, I didn't remember how you got yeah. it, but that is, is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's, and again, I, I understand that that's a, it's probably not the best way maybe to go about it, but I, I, I never want to not make the playoffs. And to me, having a good farm system it sucks. <laughs> unless I'm, yeah, unless again, unless I am doing something actively where I need to reset my team, I don't ever want to miss the playoffs. So I, I'm willing to, I'm more willing to trade first round picks, second round picks, prospects, and and take my shots at picking guys up or drafting guys in a third and fourth round versus keeping a first and not getting an MLB guy who's going to contribute for me long-term. Yeah. Shout out to anybody watching or, or shout out to Cal on the listening on Spotify. If um, it sucks to not make the playoffs, I know Tyler hasn't had to deal with that yet. But it does it's, suck. It's got, Neither of you got. really, Brendan, honestly, but it sucks to not make the playoffs. It, it, uh, take it from me. It does <laughs> suck. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the last but not least, Kansas City Royals. Um, this hitting is, is interesting to me. I gave it a C plus just because, like, it's, it is a full lineup and I really like Taylor Ward. I really like Juan Yepes. But uh, and I quite like Ty France. After that, it's questionable, you know, production and at-bat-wise, what you're going to get out of a guy like Josh Smith and Nick Allen and even a Jose Siri. Um, I, I do like Santana as a kind of a, a stopgap guy. You know, he's on, a, he's on a first. Not much of a bench right now. That kind of is also what put it, it kept it in the C range for me. Sean Murphy's obviously going to be a top catcher. But um, – you know, it's a it's a decent lineup. None of it's going to blow you away, but it's a full lineup right now. So, um, Tyler, what do you think of Brendan's hitting? Yeah, I gave uh, I give a B minus because um, I think, like you said, it's a good, it's a pretty I should say it's a pretty good full lineup. I, me personally, there are some guys in the lineup that I do I don't like but I know that they are going to get at bats, which makes them very valuable in a 30 teamer. So that doesn't really matter whether I like them or not. Um, the, the craziest thing to me though, that we have to talk about is financial where Brendan is at. There are many of these guys just because he has a full lineup right now does not mean this is going to be the lineup. So there are a lot of guys in this lineup and his pitching staff who could be replaced. Um, so he will be, he's, will, will yeah, be almost will, certainly will, will be. be will, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I, I look at this and say the, the most or the, the key ranking for me, for Brendan, is his potential. Um, but, yeah, currently where it sits, I'd love to have those guys on my team, even though I hate some of them. 
I would, I would love to have every <laughs> single one of them. Just based, I, I mean, maybe I hate long contracts. So I know Ty France is cheap and good. So maybe I wouldn't want his contract. But other than that, I would love every one that he has. Hey, that's the nicest thing you ever said about me, Tyler. Thank you. Probably true. Probably true. I try, I try to put it out there for the public, you know. I just put on put on the face beforehand and before oh no, I made my camera blurry. Look at that. Yeah. So I, I agree with a lot of that. Look, I hope three or four of these guys that are in my lineup right now are gonna be on my bench post option. Um, you know, Nick Allen, yeah, he's gonna play because Oakland sucks and he can play shortstop. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna be my starting shortstop after the auction. Um, Josh Smith right now is slated for a strong side platoon in left field. Um, Yepes should get regular at-bats. Jose Siri is a, is a big question mark for me. He played pretty well when, he, when he, he left Houston to go to Tampa Bay, and they are fully committed to him being the starting center fielder. He's, he plays great, great defense. He's got powered speed, power-speed combo. If he can you know, get some more contact going, uh, I, I think he has a lot of potential for, for – Three going on five dollars right now on a first. So don't be surprised if he gets a two to three year contract for me, just in case you know he hits. Um, he could. You know, Rojas, Rojas is a nice guy. He's got two base, three base. You know, eligibility. Um, yeah, but no, there's no, there's no Aaron Judge in this lineup right now. But let's see what what happens post auction. Yeah, yeah, like Tyler says, the potential score with with the Royals that, especially when you factor in farm and picks and money, uh, I I think the Royals are probably the most interesting team in the division, um, just like a, as as an overall picture. And what's There's, interesting uh, is I, I, I even I changed course a couple times, even in the off season too. Like I I'm always looking for value and. I, you know, I, I flipped I flipped Sam Bachman to Duke for for Machado when he first advertised him because I was like, give me him at, at forty one dollars. Let's see how this offseason plays out. And even though I think there's going to be a lot of money in the auction thrown around, like I, I just I flipped him for a prospect I really like and a, like a third round pick that I thought was an upgrade over Bachman. So I think right there that transaction was a win. And just getting rid of Brandon Lowe the other week for literally nothing. Um, <laughs> I only took him on my team because uh, at one point Sam was, was trying to get him off his roster and basically gifted me Taylor Ward if I took on his contract. So I was able to get out of that and gain a, you know, a, a right fielder who's going to have left field eligibility, you know, within the first week of the season too. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with how that shook out. Taylor Ward, man, you look at his uh, stat cast and he hits the ball surprisingly hard very often like there's a lot of red in his stack cast he's like uh what is he already like 28 or whatever but he's a late bloomer man he 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 wasn't just a flash in the pan he really does hit the ball hard he's solid uh and then we we look at the pitching and this is where at least in my opinion you find like a a one-two punch of of maybe the best dollar for dollar value uh in the abl at least you know you when you're talking about two player combos in a $9 total for Shane McClanahan and George Kirby, who would anchor, you know, that's, that's an anchor to any start of the best rotation in ABL, like possibly, you know, those, those two guys for $9 um, incredible value. I gave the, the pitching a, an a minus overall, like really on the, on the backs of those two guys. Cause it, it's not, it's not super dynamite after that. You know, it's a lot of like Trevor Rogers. We've seen what he can be. And then we've seen what, what he can be on like the good and the bad. Like we saw the great two years ago and we saw the bad kind of last year. 
does he settle in somewhere in between? You know, does he does he figure out what the issue was? Is he a, a 13 point per game guy? Is he a 15, 16 point per game guy? He's still going to throw innings. He's he's still very cheap, young, controllable. Um, you know, Savale, 16 bucks. You know, not great, but 14. If if he hits the tracks projection of even 14 points per game, that's a solid starter. And he just traded when well, you just traded for Devin Williams, right? Like not long ago. Uh, solid save hold guy, Andres Munoz, solid save hold guy, Jorge Lopez, Rust Resource has as the closer in Minnesota. So there's like three guys that you can rely on for 30 plus save holds. Uh, AJ Puck, another one. Like this is a very, very good pitching staff, essentially. Yeah, I gave it uh, I gave it a B plus um, for very similar reasons. I think I'm um, the the biggest concerns for me were Rogers and Savali. I just I don't like either of them in general. Um, the injury issue potentially could could be there as well. So I, I don't love that. And the the contracts are okay. I've talked about 2026 contracts before. Just in general, again with especially with pitchers, um, that Savali at 16, um, soon to be 18. Um, I didn't necessarily love, but Getting Devin Williams, I hated, hated that um, <laughs> because I mean, just it's just it, it's one of those things where, and I I'm thankful that he is at least going to be thirteen dollars like that to me at least. You know, he's not a three dollar guy, um, so like that is at least a good thing. But yeah, just a, a really really solid pickup. Uh, if there's anything I know about Minnesota, it's that Jorge Lopez will most likely not be a save hold guy because that's just what they do with their bullpen. Is it's a different safe hold guy every year, which is why I'm so high on Duran because I'm hopeful that he's going to be the 2023 guy. Um, so, I, and maybe they'll have him in, a, in more of a setup role. I, I would have a hard time believing he's their closer for very long, if at all, uh, when they break camp, but um, it's still a good pitcher, right? So you can't, can't fault him there. So yeah, I, I get B plus um, again, very easily could be an A given the, the amount of money that could be spent in the auction. So um, yeah, B plus for now, but, most likely will be higher than that to start the season. Funny. I was, I think I'm the low man here. I gave myself a B, um, you know, just, just looking at, looking at the squad, you know, I obviously I love the top two. I, I, I flipped Zach Gallen for Trevor Rogers, Jose Siri and, and another piece just because, because of the contract. And and my strategy was I, I wanted to offload those 30 plus contracts going in, into the auction, especially the first that you had to give a contract to, you know, I, I'd rather sign a, a $40 player in the auction and have a free year than have to commit to to a salary on a Zach Allen at 31 or whatever it was there. Um, I think Rodgers is going to rebound. He had three quality starts in the end of the year after he came back from injury. He did get shut down again at the very tail end of the year with like a latch screen that was like the lowest grade possible. So hope, hopeful with a, a full off season. And once they trade Pablo Lopez, he's going to have a solid spot in the rotation. Um, Savali was nothing great. I just want another starter, 18 bucks. I think that's going to look pretty, pretty good after the auction with the prices that are going to come out of there. And nobody, nobody mentioned it, but if you scroll down a little bit, I have a fifth starter for opening day in Grayson yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah. So um, my whole, my whole strategy around my pitching staff was, if, yeah, I, I don't like five-year deals either, but if I get them at starting at four or five, $6 max extend them, Could be worse. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful by the end of the year, if you just scroll down again, um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have five guys making under ten ten dollars with Grayson, Gavin Williams, Trevor Rogers, Kirby, and Shane. So 
Not to mention, Mark recently pointed out that AJ Puck is competing for a rotation spot this year, which I had no idea. I don't know what this this new signing from from uh, the Korean League or whatever it's going to push him out. So, um, but Alan, I'm going to hold Alan's secret. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to hold on to AJ Puck because he did show a glimmer of hope last year. So whether he ends up being yeah. another a setup man or actually sneaks into that rotation for five dollars, who knows what he could do too? Yeah, I. I... I like it. I, I like it a lot. Um, really, it's that it's the it's the Kirby McClanahan combo. I mean, can can McClanahan sustain a full year of being as good as he's shown? Is his cap about 180 innings? I mean, even if it is these days, 180 innings is is near spectacular from a starter. So if you get 180 innings, 160 innings out of Shane McClanahan, I mean, you're, you're probably talking about a top 10 pitcher. He's he's a top five dynasty starter easy for me at least um and at that price at a five seven dollar price i mean he's probably i can't think of too many i'd rather have maybe george kirby (laughs) at his price so i mean it's a a pretty spectacular one-two punch on that staff uh let's go to the farm i i gave the royal farm a b plus there are on both ends, the bats and the arms, a lot of really sexy names. We just looked at some of the arms. We could start there because Grayson Rodriguez, easily the consensus number one pitching prospect, mm-hmm. will probably, you know, at the very least, have a shot with breaking breaking camp uh, with the O's. Gavin Williams, one of the one of several highly ranked uh, Indian pitchers. You've got uh, DJ Hurst, even one of the one of the more highly ranked Cubs pitchers. Chase Petty, kind of an interesting. Uh, one of the more recent draft picks, I think it was last year, was supposed to be like a flamethrower, high strikeout, high walk, and he's actually been like a low strikeout, low walk. Yeah, uh, control guy now. <laughs> since then, yeah, kind of weird. I'm I'm personally high on Nick Nastrini. He's got really really nasty stuff. A bit of a control issue, kind of like Emmett Sheehan in that same organization, but really really good stuff. Uh, and even Ethan Hankins, not not one of the most highly ranked uh, Cleveland guys, but maybe had a little well, more helium a year or two ago. But he was a he was a top top pick a few years ago before I think he had Tommy John. So yeah. I'm waiting to see what he can do this year. I'm holding out hope that he he can rebound there and show some of that potential that he had. Yeah, like after after Williams and uh, Bibby and who's the other guy? I'm not thinking of. He kind of gets forgotten. Hank is uh, Espino after Espino, who missed oh, yeah. a lot of last year's injury too. But he, yeah, Hank is kind of like the forgotten man in that uh, Cleveland organization. Uh, and then you look at the bats. We we kind of talked about Aaron Zavala before we went live. He, I quite like him, but I did just like recently learned, just like a couple hours ago, I was on the clock in a prospect draft and I and I looked at him and he had the same procedure that Trevor Story had: the internal brace on the elbow. Still a big time bat prospect, big time power. Um, supposed to be good to go like uh, in May or so. Uh, Colson Montgomery, Miguel, I don't know how you say his last name, Blies. Blies. Yeah, Blies. Uh, I like Casey Schmidt quite a bit. Like this is a, a very good farm <laughs> system. Um, makes you worried about the Royals for the future. He's got a lot of money to spend. He's got a good farm. He's got a good staff. This is like I said, the most interesting team in the division for me, uh, in no small part because the farm looks so good. Um, a few, a few draft uh, picks too, Alan. Yeah, yeah, you got, yeah, you got your stud draft picks. I know. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna bring it up. I was gonna bring it up on the potential uh, portion 
I just wanted to yeah, concentrate on the that's greatest. My, uh, that's farm that's right exactly now. that's yeah. exactly what I was gonna do. Is is yeah. I, the farm the farm right now is is a B for me just simply because there's those six open spots and not knowing who fills that. Um, but knowing the picks that you have, it's it's gonna be. I don't know why my camera just went fuzzy again. Um, it, I think it was because be- Josh called Blige the top prospect in baseball. It like it, it freaked out the system. <laughs> I guess it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it must have been. Um, but yeah, so I, it, it's a B right now uh, for me. And again, I, a lot of that was from a, a name recognition side of things, but then also just how I feel like guys. But I am fairly certain that it will be an A after the first year player draft. So that would not surprise me at all. Yeah, man, you're really growing on me, Tyler. <laughs> we might, we might, we might be friends after. This. I keep it real here. I keep it real. I keep it real. That's no, just the facts. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I guess I didn't want to seem too much of a homer and bias. I gave myself like a C plus B minus right now, just just because just of the, the prospects live kind of evaluation. Only nine of my guys hit the top top 500, but I like quite a few of them that, that didn't kind of, you know, I think everyone on their team has guys that maybe aren't the highest ranked in some of these lists, but have some attachment to. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think, you know, a B minus now, but like you like you said, I'm gonna fill it out with the draft too. I think if you were to if you were to look at the uh, PL top one thousand that they just dropped like within the last week, yeah. you would like your farm a lot more right now. Cause yeah. that like you said earlier, that top five hundred is from October. They haven't updated it since the top one thousand that they just dropped. Yeah. Your uh, your your farm is way better than a C plus. I mean I, I might have been conservative giving it a b b plus it's way it's better than a c plus for sure and then uh, if you we just go into the potential your picks you know your, what you're going to do with your picks you know your prospects um just like seemingly everybody else in this division you know it's, it's a real tough just kind of like the nl central it's it's a really tough top to bottom division you guys all know your prospects tyler you hate prospects like tony in year one hated prospects uh you are the next tony but yeah brendan like what your farm could look like after where you have uh, three or four first round picks. Um, yep. It's a bit four scary. Yeah. The, I get, I get the, the, the Royals potential is almost kind of like the, uh, the White Sox with the question mark. It's like, what, what is this team going to look like with a ton of auction money to spend and four first round picks and some of the best cheap talents in the ABL right now. So I, I do think it's, potentially a playoff team. And I think it's a team that could be set up to be in that Tyler range. I never, I never not want to make the playoffs. That might be the Royals for the foreseeable future. I, I, I don't know what is going to become of them, but I have a B plus a minus potential. And I thought that was pretty good uh, for me to give, but uh, yeah, I think yeah. the Royals were the most interesting team in the division. There's a lot of different ways this team could look by opening day. And there's a lot of different ways the team could look at the end of the season. Yeah, I have I put an A just because of the money potential. I think there's <clears throat> there's a lot of room. I, Brendan could screw it up. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but but the chances, the percentage there uh, are that they're going to be. Yeah, I think what what Josh says that the Royals being a top five team in the league. I I would I would say that the if I had to bet one way or the other, that I would certainly bet towards that versus being betting towards them being, you know, a, a middle of the road team, um, just simply with how you set up. And, and I would say that's, that's not just this year, but that's the next couple of years as well. Um, just from a financial perspective and, and it's <clears throat> to your, uh, 
your point earlier, Alan, about, you know, me hating prospects. The interesting part about that to me, I think, is it obviously it's not so much that I hate prospects, right? But it just, it hasn't been my focus. Whereas in a 30 team league, I have certainly learned over the first couple of years that I can't, I can't just disregard them. I can't just go into every auction and win. I can't just go through every season and trade every young asset that I have to get players because that those people just aren't going to be available all the time. Um, and so then it makes the league super freaking hard too. Um, so I, I think I'm taking a page maybe out of Brendan's book and out of Mark's book a little bit and stuff and, and looking at it, um, as a way to, maybe I don't hate prospects, but I just, I don't love them in a sense. And where, where, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll try to have some good ones on my team so I can pull from my minors eventually and not just have them be, you know, at bats guys, but actually productive guys. You would, you would love them if you had the Royals prospects. Correct. hundred <laughs> percent. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. So, Brendan, where do you so, see yourself in five years? We'll tell you like a shot. Uh, interview. Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully some number two, uh, you know, uh, you know, number two wins here behind Duke, you know, I don't know. But uh, I got, you know, just talking about potential, I got six spots for the auction. I got $123. So it's roughly 20, $21 ahead to fill six spots. So, you know, just looking at my pitching, maybe I, I was a little lower in my pitching than you just because, you know, I love Shane, but I want to I want a co-ace to go with him. So if I can spot another guy up there and push everyone down a slot, I, I like my staff quite a bit. So I'm, you know, $123 to spend in the auction. You know, I gave myself an A minus. I didn't want to, I didn't want to say, I gave Mark an A minus. I didn't want to say that I think I have a higher potential than Mark right now, but I think it's, I think it's going to be a tight, a tight division, you know, up and down. <clears throat> I, th I think it's just looking at it objectively. Like it, the contracts that you do have uh, are, very favorite, like team friendly, if, if you want to use like a real life parlance. And then you have a lot of money to spend, not a ton of spots to, to fill it up with. And then you've got guys in the minors really knocking on the door. We're not we're not talking about guys that have just slipped into the top 100, but are still 19, 20 years old. Not talking about guys that just got drafted out of high school that are, you know, the Drew Jones, Jackson holidays. These, these guys are are going to be right there to help you out. And it's probably going to create a good problem that not a lot of teams are going to have to deal with. Like, Oh, I just have so much talent and I, I don't have the space for it. You know, it's, it's maybe it ends up being a, an actual problem, but I, I think it'll be one of those good problems that the, the Royals end up having and a very interesting team. I, I really like what you have done with them. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Joe brought you in. I think I'm glad Joe, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have to compete with you directly. You know, if, if you were in my division, I maybe would be annoyed that Joe brought in somebody that might seem like a ringer and, and what he's managed to set this team up to be in just like a year and a half. Um, it makes the AL Central look a lot tougher than it did at the beginning. I do think it kind of mirrors that NL Central where it is it is powerful top to bottom even at the very bottom you have like these teams that you just don't know what they're going to look like from one week to the next i don't consider i'm not talking about the cubs specifically <laughs> but <laughs> he's kind of like harry in the sense that like from from one week or so to the next it's like oh okay so that's the direction he's going and frank frank will tell you you know he goes i want all relievers i want all starters i want all bats you know he does that all in, in the span of a year yeah. but um 
yeah, I, I think the Royals are a really interesting <clears throat> team going forward in the ABL. Um, I, I had a funny exchange yeah, with Tyler. I had a funny exchange with Tyler on DMs the other day because he just reached out. We were talking about something, and he just out of nowhere was like, <clears throat> he's like, man, you put together a really good team here. Like, you got a full squad and a lot of money. And I was just like, you think I've just been dicking around on Discord for a year or what? You know, like, <laughs> how did this, did this happen under the radar? Nobody, nobody caught wind of this? <laughs> you know, it's not I under tried, the radar anymore, man. Yeah. Josh thinks you're a top five team in the league. I mean, yeah, it, it, the Royals are getting the love. All right. <laughs> I like I, so, um, final thoughts. You guys, you guys got any fun? You want to, you want to wrap up? You got anything to say? Either one of you. I'm ready for that pizza bet, Tyler. <laughs> whenever, whenever, you, whenever you're ready. Hey, if it if it includes both ABL leagues, I'm in. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get. We'll, we'll get one. We'll, we'll get one. Yeah, we'll we'll get one. Uh, we'll get one one day about something. I'm sure. I because I, I haven't obviously seen yet. I don't. I don't think you've had one yet. So, I, I it would only it would only be fair for us to have our first pizza bet together. So, all right, we'll figure it out. All right, well, guys. Uh, thank both of you for uh, some solid AL Central talk. And uh, Tyler, man, get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, I need and uh, <laughs> Brendan, uh, thank you for being on, man. We'll talk good job. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Yeah, coach shots. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs>